This is our foot of vitamin Z being brought to you by Zay. Thank you for tuning in. Now, I've been busy with a lot of shit, but it's still no excuse because part of my shit is doing this shit. And unfortunately, when I wanted to record like a week ago, my throat wasn't really right and a bunch of other shit, so it didn't seem proper to record and give y'all some of the vitamin Z if I myself was running a little low. You feel me? A uh, little story I wanted to share. Once upon a time, yes, upon a time, CSA pulled me out of line upon arrival in Tampa. They said it was random security check. They began to go through my backpack, unfold all my clothes, and inspect everything. They then got to the herb section. A special blend I bought in Laos that opens up your nose. I call it sniffy stuff. Only because I couldn't pronounce the real shit. And the TSA agent asked me, what's this? I replied, it's sniffy stuff. You want to sniff? He said, uh, 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 no, no, no. I don't think that would be appropriate. I said, are you sure? It's nothing illegal. It's really good. He said, yeah, I'm sure. I was like, you're lost. Don't forget to sniff life every once in a while. Don't forget also to sign up for the newsletter on my website, link in the bio, zai.com. Southeast Asia with the swamps like gators. Dichotomies with the peace and tranquility, yet the insane and anarchy. That's from the Borderline song by Zaid on the El Faquito Palatino uh, project. It was something so interesting sometimes that I found in Southeast Asia how calm and peaceful everything could be, but yet how hectic, chaotic, and just generally speaking, that sometimes the calmest, chillest people are really just not lazy or sedated. They're calm by choice. They're choosing not to explode at that particular moment in time, but it does not mean that they can't or won't do it in a future place in time. Now, in my opinion, going back to the travel, some of the best ways to travel that garners value for your money with great experiences, skills, and allows you to meet new people is either doing it for a common theme or project, like a workaway specific project, like to work on a specific farm and learn permaculture, or to learn carpeting or gardening or some other aspect like that. Or you're traveling for a specific purpose of learning a language because then you'll meet people that are similar to you but also extremely different and you can get that combo. You're similar in that you have a specific goal in, in mind that you want to learn and maybe a specific uh, similar macro view on the world but your micros of age, gender, uh, nationality, shit like that would all be different. So you get to meet so many different people doing so many different things and it's good to keep in contact with these people especially the ones that you like, so that maybe you can work on future projects together. And with the language aspect, I mean, so many different people could be out there trying to learn a different language. So, I'm sorry, so many different people could be out there trying to learn the same language as you. And it could always be great to utilize who you learn a new language with, because if you were learning a new language, that means that you're also seeking to improve in other areas of your life as well.
So use either an organization like Give or Workaway or find a language school in the country that you want to go experience in and learn a language with and combine both. Sometimes Workaways will have language practice for you depending on who the host is. So definitely cool things to look into. Now some of the best places in the world to off-road, I'm just going through my Instagram post here and the shit that I leave in the captions of things that I wanted to discuss when I posted it at the time, but then you later forget to add in the podcast. This is one of those moments. Some of the best places in the, in the world to off-road, I'd say, is like the southwest of the United States. Mudding in the southeast. And North Africa. Yeah, like Tunisia and Morocco. Those were, I'd say, where it's like the coolest to do shit like that. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other places, but those just like come to mind. They're like where it's easier to do it. The geography around you is nice. And then there's the infrastructure of tourism that gives you the access to do it as well. Another Instagram post on the topic of guns in Europe versus America. Now, a friend of mine while staying in the Czech Republic said he saw more guns there than he did growing up in California. Europe actually has guns and a lot of them. You know, contrary to what many Americans believe in regards to the Second Amendment right, plenty of people around the world have guns. And Czech Republic, of course, is obviously mostly, mostly hunting rifles. You're not going to see everybody with pistols. You're not going to see everybody with assault rifles. You know, the type of shit that this is kind of unnecessary for your day-to-day living and shit like that. But hunting rifles, yes. Some countries in Europe, you can't get handguns. I think they're illegal in the UK. But in other countries, it's more rigorous and more pain in the ass and more limited in terms of their licensing and ability to give you the guns. But there are ways to do it. Uh, the biggest shooting uh, the gun range in Europe is in Ukraine, actually. So there are opportunities to get licenses and to carry one on you, even illegally, of course. If you know the right people, then anywhere in the world you can get shit. Um, but if you want to, of course, obviously move things in the legal aspect of the world, which I condone, so always follow the rules and regulations of the country that you reside in, then, yeah, there are definitely ways to do it. Now, in the other areas, there was an episode the other day I wanted to record. And I was just sitting around daydreaming like, damn, I really got to start putting more episodes out. I really got to start recording more shit like that. And I had a whole episode designed. I don't know whether it's included in this one or should I just dedicate one on its own? You know what, fuck it. I think I might just do it on its own. I think it needs its own theme. It needs its own energy. It needs its own character, its own mindset. But I will say this, if I were your president, that's the theme and title of that podcast episode. It was just me sitting around pledging to the general public, if I were your president, all the shit I would genuinely and seriously do, I think. So yeah, I'm going to dedicate that shit on its own. I got some travel plans coming up. Definitely some exciting episodes of me discussing shit. I'll be going to Brazil and Colombia in the upcoming weeks. 
so that'll be fun and yeah that's why another thing i wanted to pack my mic and my headphones but i needed to record this episode first before i can pack that shit that way i can put something out before i leave and then immediately start recording as soon as i land and i'll obviously be extremely consistent as well health yes i definitely got sick for a little bit i tested negative for covid because i had to get tested anyway before the flight and i mean it could have already been passed out of my system for all i know but it's usually i usually don't get physical sicknesses i usually am not in fact because i have a good diet and exercise so i'm usually not affected by the medical illnesses i'm usually more affected by the emotional ones the ones that when I'm mentally going through a lot of shit and stress and thinking about so many different things, the body is telling me to take a break. You know, something your body's going to let out different screams, not necessarily screams, more like whispers at the beginning stages. And it's going to let you know, hey, I'm kind of fucking tired. Can you please take a rest? And then eventually as you get older, you're 15, you're obese and shit. Yeah. Then you have them heart attacks and die. And the body's like, I was trying to fucking tell you 30 years ago that you're an unhealthy piece of shit, but you never fucking listened to me. So no, the body does let you know shit's gonna happen before it happens in a weird way. Not weird, I would say, in a ironic way, sort of. Because you kind of ignore it in the beginning and all of a sudden when it is yelling at you, you're like, what the fuck? Excuse me, I still have a little bit of congestion. Another thing I started doing, I felt the vitamin Z, baby, is for those of you that need Google ad campaigns, I recently started running Google ads and I have uh, three clients at the moment and I'm seeking to include more. So if you or anybody you know needs help running some Google ad campaigns, uh, of course, obviously, we'll sit down, have a consultation, discuss a few things like what's your niche, what's your market, how's your business operating at the moment, what your landing page is looking like, because it's not necessarily the ad itself, but it is where it is being leaded to. So you don't want to have a messy, unorganized landing page, web page that then once the ad brings the customer in, it's very unorganized in a way where it causes them to leave your page. So if you need help with anything like that, please reach out to me. You can find me in so many different places. Zaid.com, sign up for the newsletter. You can DM me on Instagram, ZaidUFC. You can send me an email at Zaid15 at gmail.com or an email at unfiltervitaminz at gmail.com. Any way in which you please to contact me. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Zaidoud, Z-E-I-D-D-A-O-U-D. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. All the links to those things are from the, through the website, Zaid.com. So there's always that as well. I'm recently learning, I, I was trying to learn data science with Simply Learn and it wasn't going so well. And I recently switched over to ZeroToMastery.com and was doing a few things with web development, but I had transitioned over to thinking that maybe better for me longer term was Python for business data analytics. And I like the way you can incorporate statistics and, you know, derive value from numbers that seemingly mean nothing, but actually represent a lot and can tell you and give you an idea of which direction to move, which variables to care about, which ones to not care about, which aspects of the business are important, which ones are not, and ways, you know, to configure solutions for different business-related problems. So I'm doing that Python for business data analytics and seeking to then learn more, dive deeper into Python itself, 
become a better developer with that and SQL and see what type of applications in the business analytical world that I can create. Because if you notice one thing through this podcast in terms of documentation, that I'm a bit of a storyteller, that I'm a bit of an intermediary. I've always have been in so many different aspects of my life. I'm like a middleman, like a passageway, like Moses splitting the Red Sea, you know what I'm saying? Leading the people to the promised land. So it's kind of like that where I don't want to necessarily see myself as the 100% dedicated tech person, but I don't see myself 100% the social sciences either. I think that was my conflict when I was like conflicted between going to law school and medical school when I was an undergrad studying history. So I've always been that, in that position and it's like, well, where can I position myself and study something and find something that allows me to focus on my strengths? So besides the free lesson aspect of the Google ads, which I hope to become better at that skill and increase that freelancing agency but in terms of like but that could also be expanded in the future once i know more business data analytics that could be all there could be further services than just the marketing the ads aspect that i can help with people but i could also look at their numbers and organize certain things and use python to answer some of the questions that they have in terms of their performance and how they're doing and sales and things like that and give them more feedback regarding their business and ways that they can pivot and position themselves long-term in the future. So yeah, that's what I want to do for my own, but also for ways I can give value to other people and look at certain things when I'm using Python and SQL and, you know, using all these databases and shit like that. So I feel like I could position myself to be like business analyst for some people. If you're in the same boat as me, in the business analysts or what they call implementation analysts, there are areas in the tech world where they need people with the communication skills and ability to basically translate. You got to go to one, talk to the engineers, figure out what they're doing, translate that those numbers back to the other people so they can figure out what they're doing from the management, sales, and other areas, and then take what their concerns are, the client's concerns are, and, and then re-express that back to the engineers and see if that's applicable to what they're doing, see what the client wants is something that the engineers and everybody else is something that they can do. So, you know, it's being like that middleman, that intermediary a little bit. And uh, that's kind of how I see myself. So, yeah. So, zero to mastery. They have a bunch of other courses as well. And I do like the web development. I do like web development. I was learning through HTML, CSS, and with about to get started in the JavaScript, but then switched over to Python. The thing about JavaScript and Python, they're two of the easiest and the high intimate languages that you could learn. And then the aspect for me is if you're not that good at math and you do like the web aspect, which I do with JavaScript, is that you get to see more tangible things versus with Python, you know, if you're looking at statistics, looking at numbers and you're handling the database and shit, it could kind of feel like it's not mean anything until you actually have the reports and generate certain things and feedback to other people in the business. Versus web development with JavaScript and HTML, CSS and Bootstrap, you kind of see the results of what you're working on almost immediately. You know what I mean? You get to see the website build, you get to see the application build, you get to use it, you get to play with it, and it's a it's a much more tangible feeling and it's a much more immediate gratification, so to speak, of your work. Versus with Python statistics, you're kind of just like, okay, I punched this, I did this, I imported this library, and I and I got this little number, 0.03. Okay, but the p-value was less than 0.05, so that means that, you know, the, the groups that you were looking at are statistically different. So it's like, you it's not the same as, you know, physically, you know, of course you can make visualization with Python, you can make charts and shit like that. But again, it de- all depends on what you're using those numbers for and those values for, what you're extracting them for, and how you're going to implement solutions that reflect those numbers. So it's kind of different. And I kind of like both, so I'll try both or do one and, you know, go from there or some shit like that or whatever. Still kind of confused. 
try everything though. That's been my experience. I'm trying to, I was even in the culinary school one. So the idea is to try a lot of different shit and see what sticks and see what's applicable and see what you can manufacture into something if you really dedicate yourself because a year is a very long time. So if there's something that you can do that you can learn and you can pick up and you can tweak and it's applicable to you and it has scalability and it has value that you can then offer to other people and you know then you know it's very hard for yourself to be replaced if you there's a specific skill that you can learn that's not a lot of other people necessarily know and it has high value like python like analytics and shit like that so i don't know that's been my experience so far how long have i been talking about 60 minutes not too bad not too bad this is kind of like a general recap of a bunch of different things and i've done really well i thought it would take i would be sitting here recording for like an hour but I've becoming much more efficient in terms of the way that I use my time, the way that I dedicate it, and the way that I'm trying to organize myself because there's so much that we want to do. And it's like what Matthew McConaughey said in the book uh, Green Lights that he would rather be an A in three areas than a B in five. And I'm just like, fuck it. How can I, how can I still be an A in five though? You know what I'm saying? Because you, there's so many things that you will always neglect to focus on one. You know what I'm saying? If you're so dedicated to making money, you maybe neglect your health, neglect relationships. If you're so dedicated to relationships, always running around trying to pick up women, you neglected making money, you neglected working out. But if you're always working out, you, you mean, there's just always something that you could neglect, but why neglect one when you could have all? You know what I'm saying? You could, You can't have everything and you should have everything. So having the proper mindset is first, taking care of your body is second. You know what I'm saying? Take body and mind, get your relationship, get your network, get your women right, and then move up into bigger and greater things with money. Because money gets you experiences, and experiences and memories are what we're here for. You know what I'm saying? And it's very difficult to have experiences and memories if you're constantly worried about the light bill. So, those are always things to be grateful for in terms of uh, wealth, you know, if you have the health, perfect, we got people to enjoy things with, because what's the point of having a bunch of money if you never had anybody to enjoy those things with in the first place, so if you got the health, you got the mindset, you got the body, you got the friends, you got the chicks, you got all those things set, more or less, it becomes pretty easy then, once you have money, to then organize yourself and dictate how you're going to live your life, because otherwise, you might be trying to buy friends, you'd be buying relationships, you'd be buying your way into things rather than earning things, and rather than receiving things based off the hard work that you put in the first place so that's why i don't want necessarily 10 million dollars to just be dropped into my bank account i want the ability and the tools given to me so that i could then use them and work hard into creating that 10 million myself you know what i'm saying with the help of others because ain't nothing necessarily self-made ever there's people that could give you the hand to help you but if you're not willing to help yourself then it don't matter who's trying to help you you still will always reject and decline. There's so many times God sends us signals. God tries to help us, and it is our own, our own, not necessarily egos, but our own laziness, our own lack of self-belief to actually believe that those tools in front of us will be there to secure us a better future. That we, if we actually put in the work and follow the instruction, that we could actually build it into something. And sometimes we're like so stubborn and again insecure and lack of self-belief to actually believe that this would actually work and it's like what uh what russ's mom's told him i think he mentioned it there in an interview or in his book it's all in your head and he said that his mom told him what if everything turns out better than you actually believe it would what if it turns out better than you thought it would and that's a better mindset to have than thinking what if this doesn't work out but yeah but what if it works out not just works out but works out way better than we even thought it could 
You know what I'm saying? So it's good to have people like that in your life as well because the loser mentality, and again, it could be successful people around you. You could have people making six figures and jobs and homes and shit like that. But when I say poor, when I say losers, I'm not referring to people that don't have a dollar in the pocket. It's not necessarily referring to the amount of money you have in the bank or in your pocket. I'm referring to the mindset. I'm literally referring to... Oh, shit. I'm literally referring to how people view themselves, how people view the world around them. And they view themselves in a way where they're doing something and they think only that's the way to do it. And you doing anything else outside of that, well, maybe that person is just miserable. And the way they're crawling instead of walking or running and they want you to crawl with them, be on your knees too, is because that's the only way they know how to live. And seeing anybody else do anything else feels like an insult to their stupidity. So rather than admit they're wrong and admit, holy shit, maybe I've been living life wrong, maybe it's easier for them to shit on somebody else, easier for them to critique somebody else than rather critique themselves, take the time to self-analyze themselves and say, you know what, fuck it, maybe I've been doing 40 years wrong. Maybe it's time for me to live the next 50 better. You know what I'm saying? Because once you've gotten to a certain age and that's all you know, you would rather die continuing with what you know than having a moment of self-actualization, having a moment of self-realization, having a moment of just dead ass honesty looking into your soul looking into the mirror and looking into the spirit and soul of yourself and realizing fuck it i've been doing the past 60 years like a dumbass maybe i could do 10 15 20 years and do it right and live life properly you know what i'm saying i might not have enjoyed all these 60 years that i've originally that I, the first 60 years that i've had but maybe the, my last 20 could be done right and not enough people do that you know what i'm saying that's why the graveyard is one of the scariest places to be it's a place where a bunch of dreams just died and dreams are for kids, but I'm talking about, and that's the problem is that so many people not only don't do not dream, they don't realize that their dream should be their objective. Instead of your dream is sitting around like a boy, oh, I wish I could do this and actually plan this shit out realistically with macro goals and then micro things to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that helps you achieve those macro things. Because you have to be both. You have to have macro and you have to have micro. You can't simply dream or even to put into legitimate plans for something large and huge for it to accomplish and yet not do the little thing. Like, how am I going to tell myself in a year I want to have this physique and not work out four or five times a week? You know what I'm saying? How am I going to get that by working out once a month? Even though I keep telling myself, yeah, in a year I'll have this. But if I'm not doing things on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis, that is helping me achieve that larger goal, then what's the fucking point of me writing it down and saying that in a year or two years or three years or five years or whatever that this is going to happen if I'm not actually putting the little work? It's like John Wooden said. Little things make big things. So, anyway, I think that's most of shit I felt like discussing for this episode. Um, stay tuned for more. Sorry, I'm not trying to say um too much. I think I said it like twice or three times in this video. I'm sorry, in this podcast episode. And it's very irresponsible of me to do dumb shit like that. God damn it. Anyway, stay tuned for more episodes that will be coming out while I'm in Brazil later this week stay tuned for more videos because i haven't recorded myself while recording audio for the podcast sometimes it feels more liberating and i have the film so it doesn't matter how i'm sitting or what i'm wearing i can just get straight to the recording you know what i'm saying but obviously we're visual creatures and i do need a lot of shorts for the youtube that i've neglected for over a month now so I do, I see, that's what I'm saying. I do want to say in three, four, five, six, seven years that I do want to be bigger on these platforms, but I'm not doing the little things on a day-to-day basis. So I'm holding myself accountable, but not necessarily make myself feel like shit 
You know what I'm saying? Because you can't have a negative mindset with yourself either. But I do understand that there's a better version of me out there that is doing better things. This better version of me, he's doing amazing things. And by me comparing myself to that better version, I'm constantly chasing something else. I'm not constantly chasing the goals and dreams and outcomes of other people's lives, but rather seeking to create those better outcomes for my own life. So I hope some of what I've said today has something for you to take away from and extract and utilize in your own lives. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And please check out the newsletter at Zaid.com. Subscribe to Zaid UFZ on YouTube and Instagram. Zaid UFZ, I think on TikTok as well, if I'm not mistaken. And please have a blessed week. Be safe. Take care. Bye-bye.